You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. Dire Straits Legacy we're talking about, bringing some rock for a summer's day live to New Zealand stages. Got four gigs coming up, first of those tomorrow. They will be drawing from the legends of the six platinum albums Dire Straits produced for those songs. Legacy member and the first keyboardist with Dire Straits, Alan Clark, joins us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. I wonder how much you remember about late August, early September 1991. Ooh. Yeah, it reminds me. Sheffield Arena. Nah, I didn't... Yeah, I didn't think you would. Um, you guys played uh, the original Dire Straits. You played three shows there. And I was at one of them. I think it was the Friday night. And it was huge uh, for the people of Sheffield because, well, you know, we didn't get big bands like you uh, in the day. <clears throat> so I think all three shows were sold out. 1991, what was it like at that time for you guys? It was it was good. I mean, I mean, we'd we'd been gone for a good while by then. I'd been in the band for like um, eleven years, so um, yeah. I mean, I think we were we were kind of reaching a, a natural sort of point where it was gonna it was gonna we were gonna sort of put it to bed and leave it um, after that tour. The 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 high spot of Dire Straits would have been mid in the mid to late eighties, which was um, Brothers in Arms era. That. We got so that, that was such a high. That was you know, the band was so big then that you couldn't really, you couldn't really get um, it had to be downhill from that point, really. Yeah, and <clears throat> you, I mean, as it happened, uh, it did come to an end three or four years later. You put out one more um, album, which you produced, I think, actually the uh, uh, the last uh, one. That's right on on every street. Yeah, yeah, I co-produced it. Yeah, uh, that. Uh, uh, and and then it all sort of uh, went in. You all went in your your, your separate ways after that. Uh, what what is it like now uh, reliving that with a uh, Dire Straits legacy? Well, you know, I never thought I would. When 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 we uh, we played our last gig in um, Zaragoza, Spain, in 1992, um, I thought, well, that's it. Uh, I don't think it'll ever happen again. And and I, uh, I was I was right. It hasn't. Um, but some 25 years later or so, I, I had the opportunity to, um, I was invited by um, this Italian guy who um, is, 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 a, is an obsessive Dire Straits fan and a, and a really good guitarist um, to, to play with his band on top of a ski mountain in, in northern Italy. And, and also John Illsley, the um, Dire Straits bass player, he was invited too. So John and I thought it would be a great idea. Um, for an interesting weekend in the in the uh, to open, it was to open the ski season in uh, northern Italy, so uh, we went along and played played with this um, mad Italian geezer, and um, and that's what led to this band. That, that mad Ital- Italian geezer is called Marco Caviglia, and he is the um, the front man for the Die Straits Legacy. And I have to say that. Um, it's all good fun. It started as a bit of fun on top of a mountain, and it's continued as <laughs> um, as, as as fun now. But we, we have, we're now, now it's a bit more serious because we're kind of doing a world tour. 
which is a fantastic thing. Um, although uh, some people might say, OK, well, uh, why do you want to do it when you don't really need to do it? Because it's fun. And because playing music is a privilege. Yeah. Playing music to audiences is a privilege. And, and, and having great music and great musicians to play with, that is a privilege too. And I mean, I do all sorts of other things. I do, I do solo piano concerts and um, I record records with people. Um, but this is, um, this is just a lot of fun, really. Mm. So that's, that's why I do it. The legacy of the stuff you've uh, created, those songs are, to me, the absolute anthems. When I think of songs like Making Movies or Romeo and Juliet, you can play them in your head. You know every word. But they haven't aged, and, and they're still played on the radio. Yeah, it's timeless music, I think. Yeah. I mean, we, we get people, um, our audiences consist of, I guess, mainly people from who are sort of, uh, in their, I guess, in their fifties, but then we get their sons and daughters, and we get their grandchildren too. So I mean, we have little kids standing at the front of the stage, um, and yeah, so the audience is really mixed. Quite a lot, a lot of young people who, who've obviously grown up listening to their parents' records, and and then the grandkids listen to their <laughs> their parents' records, and. It's just, uh, it's timeless music, yeah. Who else uh, is involved in uh, Dire Straits' legacy? And, and how did you select them? You, I mean, you're not, you're not selecting a stand-in for Mark Knopfler, are you? No, it, began, it all began with the stand-in for, for Mark Knopfler. So he, he was, the, he was the, first, um, the first person, which, of course, it wouldn't work unless you had a stand-in for Mark Knopfler. So... Um, so who else is involved? Well, as I said, John Ilsley, um, he and I started. And then um, uh, Phil Palmer, who played on the last Die Straits album and tour, um, he joined us. Uh, Jack Sonny has been with us. Uh, Pick Withers, the drummer, has been with us. Um, well, so, oh, uh, Danny Cummings. We have Danny Cummings on percussion. Uh, he's coming to New Zealand. We have, uh, well, Phil Palmer's coming too. Um, and we have uh, Mel Collins on saxophone, brilliant saxophone player. He also played with Dire Straits in 82, 83. He's on the Alchemy. I thought I remembered the name. Yeah, I thought I remembered the name. Uh, what, what's it going to be like um, doing summer shows at entirely the wrong time of the year for you? Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> It's nice to have a summer break in the middle of middle of winter in England. It really is. Is there still an English audience for uh, Dar Straits Legacy? Yeah, there is. Yeah, we, the only the only gig we've done in England is we played the the O2, the smaller room in the O2 in London, and um, yeah, look, like, like, thousands of people turned it back. I can't remember how many, but it was um, it was very successful. Well, you're in Napier on the 29th, that's Friday, and then Saturday uh, you play Tauranga, and uh, you've got a show at Matakana as well, which would be an absolute blast, a country park show, and then New Plymouth. So you've got some busy days ahead of you. We hope it's a huge success, and uh, that you and Hello Sailor get along all right. Do you ever... Uh, do bands fight behind the scenes? No. Don't you? No, we all get on great. I thought everybody was rolling drunk and um, uh, it was all egos. 
Not so much these days? No, no, no that's not my experience <laughs> in the music business at all, no. All right, mate. Okay. I'm sticking to that story. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, well, just uh, all good. Look, I hope that uh, <laughs> the tour goes really, really well um, and that um, you, you have a great time here. Kiwi, audi- Kiwi audiences are great. And, you know, we really get into it. So um, everyone's out to have a really good time. And I hope you have a good time doing it. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. I love New Zealand and I'm looking forward to seeing everyone there and playing some good music. All right. Something to look forward to. Thanks so much. Alan Clark, who is with Dire Straits Legacy. For more from Newstalk ZB, listen live, on air or online. And keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio.